The following episode will discuss mature themes. Viewer discretion is advised. Spoiler warning. For the media reference later on, titles are in the description. Yo. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Good morning. Well, good good evening on your yeah. side. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, how far away? Which part of the UK are you in right now? I am in the south. Um, Bournemouth, very bottom. Okay. But what what time yeah. is it for you now? It, it's six forty it, for me. It's ten forty one. Um. Okay, so but, like eight hours. Yeah, it is eight hours. Yeah. Right. It's not too bad. A brother, a brother sleeps too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. Well, welcome to the podcast, Hussein. Uh, can you introduce yourself? Hi. Okay. Uh, my name is Hussein. Uh, there's not much to me. I study journalism uh, at Bournemouth University. Uh, yeah. Third culture living. I'm from Malaysia. Is there anything else you need to know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I'm, well, Hussein and I went to the same... Um, High school, well, middle school and then high school, international school, when mm-hmm. we were in uh, Saudi together. So, mm-hmm. good friend of mine, very, very insightful. Um, I use your life. <laughs> <laughs> if you watched any movies recently, I mean, I know with with COVID, all like everything's all a mess. But honestly, even though we're in a pandemic, I haven't been able to like sit down and watch a movie. I have been wa- I feel bad, but I've been watching like That's So Raven and like The Simpsons on Disney Plus and that's it. Uh, no. you, have Disney, work. you have Disney Plus. Was... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. This is the, the Western privilege. <laughs> <laughs> what people privilege. The last movie I caught in cinemas was Tenet by Christopher Nolan. Have you seen that one? I mean, have you heard of it? I have not. Honestly, it's been a hot minute since I've seen... I've been to the movies. The, the last thing I remember um, running in the movies that was relevant was the uh, the one that won like a bunch of what is it, Oscars? The Parasite. Par- yeah. Oh, that, that was, was last one I remember. Bong Joon Ho, pretty interesting stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. Tenet's mm-hmm. like this spy movie with like time travel. Like specifically, they they talk about like running time backwards on itself. And the end of the movie, I was I was gonna mention. Um, it actually hit me on an emotional level because like there was this exchange between the main characters about the concept of fate. Uh, specifically, mm-hmm. they were talking about um, whether you have any power at all over the course of events as they occur in history. Like if you had time travel technology, and one of the oh. char- one of the characters asked if uh, if we did things differently, could we affect the way and where we stand right now? And the the guy that he's talking to actually says, um, like, he knows he's going to die. Like, moments after that conversation, he knew he, that was his end. And he says, mm-hmm. uh, well, what's happened has happened. So you have this, like, one side claiming that, you know, you should strive to provide the best outcome possible for everyone. And the other one's just saying, nah, that's not, the, that's not how the world works. Yeah. Yeah, it's not pretty heavy um, stuff. First of all, even though that's not how the world works, we we do have the concept of free will. But now the, this is also the part where you know religion and metaphysical things starts coming into play. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to fate, it's very much like um, I don't know. The it is what it is mindset is very much like 
you gotta let things happen, but at the same time, you have the power to make things happen. Uh, I mean, unless you're 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 near death, of course, as as you mentioned. The movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. And it's actually a point that he a point that he makes. I, I actually I was just just gonna mention. He says, um, "What's happened has happened. You you can't change anything, but it doesn't it doesn't make it an excuse to do nothing." Facts. Yeah. So. Yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. So I mean, yeah, let let's talk about ideals and and reality. Uh, you you mentioned you studied journalism. So I uh, do. How would you define the role of a reporter? <laughs> the fact that this question has been asked several times over, and I've only been doing this course for a year and a half now. I definitely would say, well, a reporter is one thing, but being Journalist is another thing. Oh my gosh, the messages. I'm trying to keep my things quiet. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, but I don't know. It's 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 a very it's one of those questions where it's just like, well, what makes a reporter? And there's like a million answers to it. There's there's not one specific answer. But I definitely would say a journalist is somebody who goes out to try to find it. Huh. I just know everyone's gonna hate on me with my answer. Oh, that's but good. it's good. Who goes out and? You know, you go out, you find a story, you talk to the people around you, you report on the things that's happening around the world. Um, there are some very key important rules that you have to uphold, like you have to hold the government to account, hold elites to, uh, to account. Well, we're pretty much the people who, who take down, to an extent, um, historical moments like, like the pandemic, mm -hmm. um, we report on things, um, and then we also have the power to influence um, the people, uh, power mm -hmm. to provide people. Um, so this is a concept called the public sphere, where yeah. we pretty much whatever we write, um, we write so that we are impartial to the government and to the people. Mm. Um, and we're kind of like, hmm, how do I say it? Um, a body that, well, we should be at least. I mean, knowing how the media do, do, uh, runs, we're kind of like a body that's separate um, that's kind of like the eyes and the ears of the entire society, to say the least. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna. Um, so, I mean, bouncing off of you, I mean, it's, it's odd because news coverage is all about documentation, right? Yeah. And the problem yeah. with, um, with that is that vocations that deal with documentation of history, like so, like reporters, historians, mm -hmm. all that, all that mm -hmm. jazz. Like, they, you kind of need to be unbiased because technically, it's up to the viewer to form their opinion from an unbiased representation, right? So, like, the pen I write with has no feelings. Hence, to function as the tool for recording events, you, you kind of need to exclude your own emotions for your reports. But at the same time, you're human, so it's like, can you really do so? Um, this is the concept. Funny enough, I actually just completed a whole, um, what's it called, a whole class on ethics and journalism. Mm. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's like no matter who we are as people, um, BBC journalists, they're upheld to like fair, impartial, unbiased reporting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's but at the same time, I'm like, we're also human. <laughs> we have yeah. we have our we have our wrongs. We have the way we go about doing things. So when it comes to writing, it's really really hard to not have a piece that's 100 percent biased, unless it's just pure data that you're spitting out. Yeah, because then that would be no different from like a, a science report. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm. So, taking mm -hmm. the fact that everything does have like a sense of bias, right? Let, let's think yeah. about uh, ethos, pathos, logos when it comes to rhetoric. C can we agree that ideally, because again, ideals and reality, right? So, 
the way it should be is that reporting as a trait should only be concerned with logos, which what is fact and information accounted for, and ethos is only gained when the reporters do their jobs authentically. Like like how you said, BBC is like normally held to high regard when it comes to impartial uh, mm-hmm. reporting, right? Mm-hmm. So the t- way you mm. sorry, no, <laughs> the way you drag back to AP Lane, brother. I just know that if if Mister what's something called Mister Barisco listens to this yeah. right now, he would. Oh, Hussein, I don't think I taught you well. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's personal Sorry, yeah, let me ask you a question. No, no problem. Uh, so, yeah, so so ideally, reporters shouldn't have any influence in pathos, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Pathos so, isn't a term. Yeah, like pathos as in, like, emotional impact on how people, like, like the reporter, him or herself, or themselves, should not personally impacts the way a person uh, a viewer may feel the, the, the viewer feels how they feel because of what they're seeing right it shouldn't be affected right. by the reporter is it is that the case mm-hmm. or am i am i wrong i'm gonna say that you're wrong well of course it's like there's a when it comes to things in life is the black and white that's a gray area right mm. yeah when it, it very much is circumstantial the story you're writing at the same time, it's like if you're writing, for example, like the Black Lives Matter movement, or if you're writing on something that's involved sexual assault, death, mm, mm. we can't just be like, oh yeah, this person died, and that's the fact, and okay. I had the credibility yeah. because, because <laughs> but you, you need you kind of have to pick and choose the you know the words where it builds that sense of emotion because at the end of the day, it's like if you want to report a story that's already sad to begin with, you have to retain that. Of mm. course, the sad part about being a journalist and um, you know, the, I guess, the businessy energy of how journalism and reporting has, has turned into, you kind of want to use, you want to capitalize on human emotions, yeah. you know, uh, making sure that when you pull that certain, certain human emotion cards, people are like, oh, I want to read that, and that will just gain more revenue for the company. But at the mm. same time, you have to be, when, logos eat Ethos, logos, and pathos. It's it's an argument, you know. It's it's a concept using for for argument writing. Oh right? yeah, true. Yeah. And when when you deconstruct it, you it's 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 own separate things. But when it comes to the like, writing with journalism, if you purely based on just news, um, that's one way of writing. You kind of have to have all three. But then the ethos things, you, of course, you have to build it up over the time as you are a reporter or a journalist. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely, I would say you know. Pathos is a lot, a lot more important than than we might think it is. Mm. Oh, okay, so then would you say that? Huh, okay, so then if you're writing a report, do you want to? How would I say this? Like on on the concept of like let's say covering death or covering assault, that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. crime crimes that would genuinely unnerve people. Like, do you th- right. like if you're covering it? Would you write it in a way that makes the person that m- would you write it in a way that makes the reader feel the most or feel the least? Like, y- did you get what I mean <laughs> by that? Yeah, I do. But I've only been doing this for a year and a half, so remember that my well, grace. <laughs> opinions can be subject time. to uh, change, so it's, I think you're good. <laughs> but at the same time, it's very much like. Who are you working for? Who are you writing for? So when you read things from the BBC, it's like, 
you have to, you have, you know, the, here's point A, here's point B, here's point C. That's that. And then there's some other ones where it's either left leaning, light leaning, uh, left leaning, right leaning. I can't speak today. Uh, and then centrist, of course, but that's I feel like quite rare in the in the thing. Um, but hmm, hmm, this is an interesting question. Personally, when I write something, knowing it was just news, just news purely, mm. um, I try to keep it as quick, short, snappy, but sort of have the most emotional impact. I, I feel like that's wrong, but I usually go down for that route, mm. you know, because I want, like, a death is a really, really big thing. Assault mm. is a really, really big thing, because yeah, yeah. you want to think about these things. You want people to be like, oh, like, that happened, yeah, you know, yeah. that's really happened. Like, I mean, like if, let's say if you were the journalist. Let's say if I put you into my shoes. How would you go about writing a, a news piece? Um, that's interesting because I will I will preface this by by the fact that a I I'm a I'm a bit of a nihilist and I'm a centrist. So, <laughs> um, okay. I I I mean, honesty is the best policy. Like I'll I'll tell things the way they are. But I mean, again, I I don't. Um, I don't I don't personally understand ethics in journalism but for me I would say call it how it is um mm-hmm. just don't yeah you know, I I stick to the, the just stick to the facts obviously don't uh like don't show a mutilated body don't describe the mutilated body if there's one you know there's there's no there's mm-hmm. no like give the bare minimum yeah, I, I'd say give the the bare minimum in terms of description, um, but yeah. for you to state that this thing happened or an event occurred, yes, but in terms of like or like let's say if I were reporting on a riot, right, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. how many casualties there were. I wouldn't say how much like the I wouldn't describe the the amount of force that was used by the police, riot police. I, w- I wouldn't say that. I would just say that this happened. What incited it? What it could be linked? Actually, I w- I wouldn't even say what it could be linked to. I'll just say what the event was and where it was um, and then of course if there were any patterns like oh this is a like in, in a string of string of riots that happened in the past i would do that mm-hmm. but that's like the the most i would do i'd say how how, how would fair. you how would you cover like, like wh- how how would you wa- tread along that that tightrope first of all <laughs> i would like to say for you know journalism doing journalism that's a like a walk path into the whole concept of freedom of expression right mm-hmm. you can't believe how many rules there are tied to freedom of expression yeah. as you said everything that you said in terms of like how you should go about reporting it we are even though we are like yeah we can report on stories and stuff there are so many we have boxes of where we can stand in writing a story there are certain like things that we can't report on there are certain ways we can't report on just based on like sexual assault already there's so many rules around how you go about an interview yeah. how and they're necessary rules because at the same time it's like you want to be human enough to tackle oh, yeah. human stories yeah, yeah um I agree. but for example like talking about like you know the casualties of a riot that is something that is just naturally what the media will report on it's like we want to know how many people is affected by this we want to know how many people die because at the end of the day it's mm. like 
there you got to you got to kind of tell the community, hey, like this is how many people got affected, and this is how many families and those friends and families of those people got affected too. This is the large thing that we have to go through. Um, when it comes to a trigger warning, I don't know if this if this is an explicit whatever uh, podcast. Um, when it comes to let's say uh, uh, suicide, I'll, I'll, I'll put a trigger warning at the start of the video. Don't worry. I'm gonna start with the podcast. Don't worry. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, sure. When it comes to things like suicide, we have to very much just like we can say, oh, this person, um, you know, passed due to taking their life. If I'm not mistaken, but we can't tell them how how like they do it because we don't want to be responsible for inciting an idea into somebody else, for example. You know, so we have to be very, very careful with the words that we say and the words we choose. And that's why, like, a 300-word piece can get revised two, three times over with an editor before it even gets published. There's so much harm that can oh, happen wow. with your words once it's out there. And trust me, I've done, I've been reading up law cases of people that messed up here oh, and wow. there. Yeah, I mean, but, at the end of the day, the pen really is mightier than the sword, I guess. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, so when, when you told me about um, really selecting what um, you are... I mean, of course, uh, now, now we are in, in, in the realm of freedom of expression. Um, mm -hmm. When you brought up the concept of really zoning in on what can pass and what can't pass... Um, it actually took me back to a two things: uh, a book that I read and I, I'm reading. I haven't finished it yet, and uh, a conversation that I saw between uh, a rabbi, uh, um, an imam, and a reverend. Oh, so now that's a joke story. <laughs> <laughs> like the walk into the bar. They actually ended the conversation. They said, "What? What's the best a rabbi, an imam, and a reverend walk into a bar joke?" I'm not even kidding. This is the fact that you're saying they walk into a bar, three of the most religious types of people in the world walking to a bar. I'm like, okay, yeah, that works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, in, in, in that, uh, during that discussion, they, were mm -hmm. they asked the imam about, I believe it was, uh, uh, this, these things called hadith, and for, for viewers who don't know what hadith are, hadith are essentially <laughs> quotations um, that were taken from the Prophet Muhammad, um, and typically, they're a lot more of like lifestyle stuff. Like the Quran tells you, it's like the word of God, and then whatever the the, the Prophet Muhammad says is hadith, and it's more of like advice and like what you should do, that kind of stuff. So more philo philosophy stuff. A guide um, on how to live. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Not, not, not. Yeah. Eudaimonia yeah. stuff. So um, he was he was say, saying that there are some. Sometimes when you, you have a hadith that is submitted in, that's so beautifully like said and so beautifully written, uh, and mm -hmm. it, you know, it lines up with everything like morally, but there are some things about it that sound uh, wrong. Um, mm -hmm. Typically in, in that it doesn't exactly reflect 100%, well, you can't really reflect 100%, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't ref accurately reflect what the, the Prophet himself how he would have lived or what he would have thought based on what we already right. know, right? So he said that uh -huh. because of that, you can't really take everything that everyone, even within the religious community, because they were talking about, um, can you believe what the media says about religion? And obviously, they asked the imam that because how much of a bad reputation Islam has. So he said, I, I th and I think it was 
at this point that he also said that you know even within the religious community that there are there's a conversation of okay can we take these things um for can we take these things for granted and just write it off and can we can we just t- you know just run with it even though just because it sounds nice uh, and then the rabbi yeah. said would that be whitewashing though because technically you're, you're not taking everything that is documented about him you're only taking what's nice and what you think is right um okay. and then the imam said well it would be whitewashing if we were taking it subjectively if mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. you're only judging based on what you like and not not what you believe is morally right or, or objectively true um or accurate mm-hmm. And then the book that I read, uh, and I'm reading actually, uh, I'm reading, yeah. The book that I'm reading is uh, Plato's, the Re- Pla- Plato's Republic. Um, essentially, his it's like a, a 500-page book um, that basically talks Brain about thing. his, yeah, basically talks about his political um, ideas. Uh-huh. I won't get into all the specifics now, but there's a, an excerpt in the in the book where Plato. Um, is discussing through these char- this fictional character. Well, technically, the fictional characters. Uh, these fictional characters having a conversation, and they talk. They were speaking. Okay, um, and obviously, since they are these are ancient Greek Greek philosophers, they they live in a in a world where Greek mythology was the, the was gospel basically, right? And right. and he was saying, uh, should we teach kids that? Zeus goes around sleeping with mortal women, or should we teach kids that Hades kidnapped Persephone from her mother, and that's why the seasons are a thing? Uh, and they said no, we 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 shouldn't because that's wrong. Yeah, you're not. It it's in a way you 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 have to protect a, I, I guess a certain set of set of eyes, um, mm. only up until a up to a point where it's like okay you are ready to uh, understand the full scope of things then we'll we'll tell you everything but i don't know yeah. what what you said just now about the cutting things not cutting things out but being selective about what what you what you write it just brought me back to that and i, and I thought it was worth mentioning <coughs> this is a this is a very interesting point because now you've taken I feel like now I've taken me as a micro level, you know, as somebody who's just like, yeah, I write stories about certain things that's happening, and you've n- expanded it into <laughs> a, a deep sense <laughs> Plato, which is super cool, by the way. Thanks. I would say, when it comes to being selective, um, I, I see what I, I see the point that you're trying to make, and I'm, I'm, I'm I hope I'm saying the right the right thing here, but it's ah, uh, that's this is hard. This is hard. First of all, I'm not one, and I'm sorry, mother, I am not one to comment on anything religious, right? Because when it comes to, like, hadiths and stuff, a brother has some work to do. But at the same time, yeah. I'm like, I was talking to, do you remember Ismail? Wonderful yeah. man. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, so he and I had a long conversation about Islam, right? Mm. And we were talking about it, and we were just like, you know, it's really, really hard to try to decipher out what you want from religion because, yeah, there's the word of the God, word of the God, there's the word of God, right, the Quran, and then there's the Hadith and stuff, but at the same time, you also need to be taught mm. these things. Mm. So, a lot of influence culture, there's a lot of influence with your parents, your friends, your family, and all of that. And same thing goes to you know, the Plato aspect of it. Like, 
the way, because at the end of the day, you know, Zeus is a god. How should we take his and his actions and present it to the rest of society? Yeah. But it's more of a, right now, because I'm still 19, 20 years old, I don't have a say. Technically, I don't have a say in mm. what's yes and what, what's right and what's wrong. Right? That feels very much like what the parents are saying. Yeah. And over time, that's been shifted. You know, back then they were like, oh, we should not teach the kids to use drugs, but now we're legalizing weed. Like, things like that. (laughs) It's a poor example. But when it comes to selection of what I want to go into a news piece, at the end of the day, you have to figure out, like, what do you want, what, what's the point of me writing the story? You know, what do I want out of this story? And then you have to go through, like, your analysis of, you know, is this, is this true? Is this free expression? Is this impartial? Um, And you, but at the end of the day, like, you know, kids are reading some of this stuff. Kids kids are knowing what this stuff is. I'm not going to go out there and be like, oh, here's how this person assaulted this person, right? Because that's not a right thing to do. But at the same time, I'm like, by the way, kids just know that this when if this happens, that this is not a good thing. This is actually a really, really, really bad thing. And I, this is hard because I, I feel like I got canceled so hard for this. <laughs> But, I mean, before I continue rambling on, I don't know. Yeah, um... Yeah, wait. Well, I put put, uh, in in my podcast description, opinions are subject to change. So, I I, 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 I think I have that insurance for you. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, (laughs) I mean... Yeah, you, you can't deny the fact that things are happening right it's, it's a bit it, it's better mm-hmm. to think about the way we're doing things and whether or not we are morally um and not, not even whether we are morally right but w- how mm. our like where we stand on the moral compass mm-hmm. and, yeah how we're in, 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 I, I i feel like that's just as important as advocating for what you believe in speaking of which um mm-hmm. back to journalism um is there a place do you think there's a like there's a place for left and right wing media within the world of like actual ju- journalism right so like you, you take you take like fox news and cnn that kind of stuff like is there a place for like extremely biased media in journalism I'm sorry, that was jokes, because when you brought that up, of course, I feel like everybody who's ever listened to this is like, Fox News versus CNN. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, first of all, when it comes to journalism, I feel like I say that quite a bit. Ignore that. Um, but throughout the world, to say the least, um, it's really hard to be like left-leaning, right-leaning, central-leaning. Um, knowing that there are still things like the monarchy, not not in the UK mm. context, more like South. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there are things like freedom of expression not really existing, like the mm. Philippines. What should we not be able to come to the Philippines after this? Oh, yeah. But <laughs> it, <laughs> it's I feel like it's very difficult for me to pinpoint uh, a what's something called a like a country or a place mm. or even an publication where it's very much like yes or no the uh, the only one i can think of is probably fox news but uh, yeah. there's probably you know 
um, very niche ones, ones that are not very well known um, or more localized, more nationalized, that is more suited to um, a specific side that's leaning. You know, mm. when it comes, for example, in the UK, um, we have you know the Daily Mail, which I feel like it's more. I don't know which one's the. I feel like it's conservative uh, leaning. Daily Mail is, I think, conservative. I I looked it up. I was doing research it, for this. It's conservative. I, I think they're conservative. Sorry, this is right. Oh my gosh, my lecturer is gonna be like, he well, doesn't know sun, what he's doing. I'm like, the Sun is right. Apparently, the Sun is right. All right, the so Daily Mail probably falls. The independent, independent is left, or Daily Mirror is left. The Independent and the Guardian is very much left-leaning, I, I, I feel. It's very much left-leaning. But The Sun, my friend has worked on The Sun, and funny enough is, <laughs> well, friend, no, course mate. Let's go with that. Um, my, cor- uh, my course mate works on The Sun, and I feel like a lot of people in my course actually does like crap on him a little bit. I won't lie about that. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's more of a, we can have to look at it just like, what's, you know, what's the, the stance? of the publication that's writing. You kind of have to analyze the way they write things, the way they do things. Uh, and then out of that, naturally, you'll try to, you'll find out the patterns of how they present things um, in terms of story. And mm. you have to look at it on a political sense, on a social sense, uh, on the senses of, social sense, I mean, like, how do they present Islamophobia? How do they represent mm. uh, Black Lives Matter? Yeah. You know, because I feel like those are stuff where, those are very, very, very strong places, areas where one can choose one. You can see where one falls on the left to right spectrum. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's hard because well, I know a lot of the things in in the UK. Because at the end of the day, we're all as, as journalists, we're all still tied to the exact same principles and codes and ethics and morals. Yeah. Um, morals that's very much individual based, but yeah. We're tied to certain you know, rules and standards that's been standardized throughout the country. So as much as we can push our borders and figure out what we want or like the the way we want to write for a publication, we're still sort of you know. We had to stay in line to say the least. Yeah. I don't know. Does that answer your question, or am I just I, rambling here? I mean, it kind of does. I mean, ram- ramble or not, it's 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 worthy <laughs> worthy opinion. Um, yeah, it was super weird because the thing is, being I was raised in Singapore, like right. So I, I, I only knew about what America was like at the age of, like when I was thirteen, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen. When I was in grade right. eight, like just before grade, actually I was halfway through grade in Singapore. Then I left Singapore. I went to America for for like four months. And then I went to hey? um. Yeah, I was in I was in what, Louisiana. Like, yeah, I was in I was in Louisiana for like four months, um, and then and then I came to Saudi in grade eight Saudi. Cause the thing is, Singapore's um, Singapore follows the British system, so we start school in January. Right. And because Saudi right. was an American school, so we started in in August. So technically, I I never left. Like I I I ended halfway through grade eight, and I resumed halfway through grade eight. So it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Colonialism. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> no problem. Your question. So I, I didn't know. The thing is, like, okay, this is gonna sound really absurd, but I will, I will preface this by saying that uh, school in Singapore is pretty hardcore. Um, so mm-hmm. I remember we had to do a newspaper article um, 
analysis analysis for f- in in fucking uh, in in elementary school, <laughs> for <all> this. <laughs> and my my teacher was like, oh you know to take a don't take from okay so in in Singapore there are three main, I'd say English newspaper, pr- uh, presses. Right. Actually, there's one okay. press and it's three different publications. There's Today, the Today paper. It comes in, it's, a sub, it's, a, it's a subscription f- service. You have the Straits Times mm-hmm. and that's like the main, the hancho of, of all the newspaper mm-hmm. um, publications. And then there's the new paper. So my, my, mm-hmm. my, my teacher was just like, don't take from new paper because they do a lot of gossipy stuff, which is true. Uh, mm-hmm. But the thing is, you only had, other than that, you only had Today and Straits Times. So like, I had no idea what the hell. I mean, first of all, I was way too young to understand what left and right wing media was, right? But the thing is, like the the newspapers, they all said the same thing. Like there was no real difference. It was just like they were reporting the same same stuff. So when I went mm-hmm. to when I went to um America, my parents were like, "Don't don't bring up politics here because it's sensitive." Then I thought, I <laughs> it, it, and it's super weird because in Singapore, it's like. A lot of a lot of people are like we have a lot of conservatives okay. in 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 parliament, but there are a lot of people mm-hmm. who actually support the opposition. But mm-hmm. I mean, that that being said, I didn't understand why politics was so sensitive in America. And then I when I came to Saudi and I was in the school, then then I was like, oh wow, <laughs> now <laughs> now I know why. Um, which is kind of kind of cool because. Like I I feel like ISU Jubail was was a really conducive environment to just learn about the world, even though we were we were in our own like bubbles. But yeah, That's like yeah, mm. we we had no like, and even after that, after graduating from grade twelve, like, coming back here, it's like there's no difference between straight science and t- today. Still, it, it's like basically all of it's conservative technically because it's all run by the same, uh, same press and the the, the press is controlled by the right. by the government so like there's no real change um, wait, wait what's Singapore do you know SPH Singapore Publication House I think Singapore. wait no 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 what's the population oh population uh, 5 million like okay. we have way too oh, much oh it's bigger than I thought we, we have way too much for for how well, you know, five small I'm sorry Jesus, it's five point five point yeah. eight nine six million. Almost, oh we're almost at six million. That's a lot. What, what's population density? Yeah. Density. That's like you got to do the math. I don't do the math. That's 8. economics. 8.3 k people per square kilometer. That is. That is a lot. Oh my god. That is that is. Y'all. Question. What did they get? Forty-four million. I'm kidding. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to respond to I don't know if you want to continue. Do you want to continue? Yeah, I was going to continue. Um, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I, I, we, yeah, so, so like, we, we had no conservative or liberal media, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, mm-hmm. and I was reminded of what you mentioned about uh, the fact that sometimes these presses act as like companies i mean the publication companies at the end of the day so they kind of want to make a profit right uh and yeah. obviously in in terms of uh media that is really controlled like there's no freedom of speech in singapore straight up 
uh, right. Um, so with publications control in Singapore, I won't be surprised if the the publication house in Singapore is actually paid directly by the government. It's like it's like it's actually a government run service, right? Uh, no. But do those things exist in in UK, or is is, is like is there a publication? Uh, is there a press in the UK right. that's like directly funded by the government, or is it like all free, free free press? Okay. Uh, in terms of government funding, the thing is, the BBC has a very very specific relationship, and I don't I don't even know if I can talk about the BBC. So, what's oh. we not gonna after this? Okay. But wait, that's wait, the sorry, one sorry, thing. Sorry, what did you say? It was a dumb joke. I was like, watch me not get a job after this. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but when it comes to the BBC, that one is... Um, that specific kind of... So this is the concept of the fourth estate, right? So there's... In French times, in the bougie times, the bourgeoisie times, is very much like the first estate is this, the second estate is this, the third estate is that. The... What's it called? The poor people, the... Um, the clerks and nobility, and then there's the royalty. But then there's this hidden estate called the fourth estate where it's the media mm. um, and journalism, and it acts as somebody who kind of stands there, impartial from everything in society, from everyone in society, and you kind of report on um, the, the, the the three other estates, to say yeah. these. And but talking about, mm, it's really hard for me to try to decipher out because it's fun. As much as I enjoy doing journalism, I didn't. I wasn't able to figure out what I wanted to do in my life until I got here. So mm. being analyzing different sorts of you know news publications is probably not my forte as of right now. Yeah, I will say though, um, in comparison from the from the west to the east. Um, Politics is a very, very, very big difference, as as you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I started off at the British school as well. Actually, if you did not know, ISHPL started off as a British school. We yeah. we yeah, British teachers, and then over time, it was French for a moment, and then we switched yeah, over yeah. to <laughs> yeah, the American. I heard about that, yeah. Uh, that, that was that was truly a time period, uh, but. You know, but the, now now we can talk about the history things of what's happening, what happens back then. But I will definitely say, if let's say you're an Eastern, you know, an Asian country, if you look at the government already, no matter what side you stand, there's always, to an extent, is never going to appease the younger generation's version of what left leaning is like. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. You know, we're very much even like we don't really know what side to stand. We just choose the side that's less, and that's still true with America. You know, people but from the recent from the recent elections, right? Trump versus Biden. People chose Biden because you know he's not he's like ten times better than what Trump is. But at the same time, there's so many things about Biden um, and uh, Kamala Kamala sorry Kamala uh, Harris that people are like, oh, but they're still like this and like that. Yeah, so yeah. there are the one thing I was gonna say is. If you do not know that there are six companies in the world, because I mean, this is like simplified, six companies um, that owns sort of the media and owns ninety percent of what you see, what right? The hell? In this whole, yeah, isn't that crazy? Isn't that? I did not know this. <laughs> um, can you give me one of the names? Can you give me one of the names? Uh, 
Yeah, so it's GE, News Corp, Disney, Viacom, Time oh, Warner, CBS. Oh, okay. I mean, I knew Disney. Yeah, these... I, I I knew GE and Disney. I mean, I didn't know, know anyone else. The other ones I don't even know either. Do you, you know, like Rupert Murdoch, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like the brother of everything, you yeah. know. But then, and then you see him like, okay, so these are like rich white men working, playing with uh, rich white men, trying to control the media. Yeah. And I won't lie, when it comes to politics. There's so many things that happens behind the scenes of the politics and the media because, to oh, an extent, yeah. to an extent, Fox News is pretty much PR to yes. Trump. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, agree. I, I know my whole past. You know, y'all can come for me for that. Um, yeah. But it's when it comes to politics, I guess in America, why so sensitive is because it's very much over there. Their politics is deeply problematic, you know, and I'm not American, so I can't say much on it, but their politics is life and death to some people. Like, I, yeah, I mean, I, like, it doesn't take a, it doesn't take a, an American, no, not American, it doesn't take someone steeped in that, in that country to, uh, to like, an outsider can see that. Uh, I, I, I will give you that credit. Like, outsiders can see it, right? Yeah. I mean, we've seen it with the BLM matter movement, we've seen it when it comes to abortion matters movement, we've seen it when it comes to Muslims. Yeah. Um, it's... I'm just I'm just continuing on here, but... Over here, I will Did say you, you kind of you, you choose... Hello? Yep. Yeah. You can choose, like, you can see which... The, the difference between left and right are so much more starking than it would be if we stood somewhere in Saudi, if we stood somewhere in... Uh, I was going to say China, but never mind. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. In in Malaysia or in Singapore, mm. um, and the media will follow suit to that. I w- I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if the media in the Sing- in the Singapore in Singapore, it's you know why are these all the same things, right? Because at the end of the day, there are certain rules where we're just like, oh, yeah. maybe the yeah. stories do come out this. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like if your government. There's not much running up in the government, then there's not much that the media can do to hold government to account. There's not much that we have to be like, oh, by the way, like this is how the government is messing up. Yeah, and maybe yeah. they do have the same principles and practice in terms of like company-wise. Um, y'all have 5 million people. We have 44. We have a lot more people talking about certain things on this side. Mm-hmm. Um, of the UK, but 44, 47, things like that. Oh, um, significant. But, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to continue on. But no, it's fine. Go ahead. Um, it's fine. Um, I mean, yeah, because the thing about Asian, not not even politics, but like Asian culture, it's it's extremely no, not extremely. Sorry, Asian cultures in general, they're, I mean, they're exclusively utilitarian, right? They kind of like, what can you do? How, how like even the concept of like wanting to carry on your your. Not bringing shame to your family's name, not uh, carrying on the family's name. I'm not uh, obviously, and yeah, that's East Asian. But even within like like Malay cultures, it's like it's it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot more uh, vicious in my opinion because they they involve religion into in it. Um, yeah. 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 It's it's like. I I yeah I I I I'm not gonna name names because I'm not gonna call out anyone. But I I I know this person who, um, 
committed what in Islam would, would be called like a, a one of the the biggest sins ever and I remember talking to, to about it to my family and they were like like think about how the, his or her parents uh, feel about it I'm like it's not the point though like yeah he messed he or she messed up but like it doesn't change the fact that you know people might might respect or like their parents, but I, it, it's very steeped in the culture of being extremely utilitarian. Which is, I mean, I guess it it works well because at the end of the day, if you, what you want to do is get the job done, or what you want to do is, mm. is make it essentially run run a, a community or a society like a machine. Like it's completely fair. Like one of the mm. one of the things as well. I mean, I'm serving conscription, right? My military conscription, technically, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like, personally, I don't, I don't agree. I, I, I don't agree with enlistment. Um, and and I, I can say this wholehearted, but and I can wholeheartedly say that uh, I, I'm not including any of my own personal biases into it. Um, the reason why, mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason why I, I, I actually very much prefer, you know, what America is doing, where they, you know, they glorify being and you know serving your your country and you know there's a, there's a huge the, the culture is uh, it, it's very much ingrained within the culture and I feel like that's the way it should be but for again if you're talking about a, an Asian country and an Asian culture I I do feel like yeah enlistment is the best thing that you can do in terms of if you want if you want a military because yeah. it, it, it's it's you sh- if you're trying to run a machine, then it's the best way to do it because it's a re- like military organizations are resocialization institutes, and like yeah. based on what I know about you know psychology, it's like well, you you literally breaking someone down and and building them back up and and molding mm-hmm. them to the kind of thing that you want them to be or you need them to be right for the thing to to function. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I feel like it's not even a, a like it's certainly proves um it's certainly like with the rise of i guess what is considered here to be western mm-hmm. ideas uh, especially with like mm-hmm. civil rights movements that kind of stuff like like y- yeah it, it's certainly that there's a lot of friction between um our generation specifically and yeah. the current con- conservative uh, mm-hmm. governances but I, it doesn't. I I wouldn't exactly say that it's the governments are wrong, uh, and, and by no means am I saying that you 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 say that, um, but it, it typically people t- tend to think that um, yeah, just because they don't they oppose us, it's it means that they are wrong and we are right, um, which which I was actually gonna gonna bring up, um, so the so take two specimens right, so specimen A and B. Could be could be countries, political parties, or even opinions, right? Now, if we believe okay. A and A antagonizes B, but B mm-hmm. makes contributions to society that are considered good, should we deny mm-hmm. that B's contributions just because, in our view, they are evil? <laughs> uh, you brought up like way too many points, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm gonna try, well, try to touch on a few things. To answer your question, um, it dip- you kind of have to see who 
I'm very much, if you haven't realized, I'm very much like a circumstantial, it depends what's the current looking of the situation as that kind of person, you know. So now you have to look, who is person A and who is person B? Because if, let's say, oh, and this is and this is a very, very, I don't know how to say, controversial topic, to say the least, yeah. in at least our countries back home. Yeah. Let's say it's person A is... You know, any regular Joe, any old man who's like, yeah, I contribute to society. Uh, and then person B is like an up-and-coming, a very young person who is uh, very openly gay, for example. Yeah. Um, and then this person who's like, yeah, I'm doing this much for my community, this much for my community. I definitely say, no matter how much hatred, no matter how much, if that person's going on doing good in terms of uh, their community, I'm just like, let them do good in terms of their community. Because, and this, mm. by the way, full disclaimer, not saying I'm, I'm, I'm very good or this is true, whatever it is. But I know in clinically, um, inclined, I can't English. It's like we have, <laughs> as, as countries that are governed, and I'm not saying uh, Malaysia, it's governed by Islam, yeah. right? Governed by religion. We have to serve, we have to like, you know, serve our community. We have to do things for our community. We have to have we have certain rules and ways and stuff of how you work with, along with your neighbors and stuff so why would you is that not then an issue of technically religion to an extent if you're turning around and hating on this person even though this person is doing a lot more for the community than you are mm. all right yeah yeah but yeah. then so it's not an a versus b it's an a on top no it's not an a and b it's a on top of b right yeah, yeah. situation so i actually but, have um I actually have two examples. I, I hope I didn't cut you off. I actually have two real, real world examples I was actually going to bring up. Um, so you mind if I, if I hit you with those? No, no, go ahead. Okay, so the first one is... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. The first example is the uh, religious scholar Numan Ali Khan. Have you heard of him? No. Okay. No. Oh, okay, you have Me, anything so he he Sorry. provides in-depth analysis analyses of um Quran the Quran as as literature. So he talks about like he he goes all the way like to like what the the word meant in terms of historical context. What what the the like he like he he breaks it down like it's a literary piece, which I which I love, right? But he makes okay. he genuinely makes Quranic understanding and study accessible to common folk like me who don't have the resources to conduct effective study. But mm. he has had his fair share of scandals <laughs> within his personal life, right? And he and, and when I see that, I'm like, oh, like he he doesn't he's not like a a, a saint at the end of the day. Like I'm not saying that, like like he di- didn't do any like made like huge crimes, right? He didn't do any mm. crime. Like what he did wasn't mm. criminally wrong, but it's certainly it's a bit ugly. It's pretty ugly what what he was exposed for. Um, okay. So, this, would his I, negative I, actions then negate his contributions? Like, can we say that? Because a lot of people are like, "Oh, why? Why are we still giving him a platform?" And, and you know, he mm-hmm. he should be you know cancelled. I I I guess mm-hmm. that's why I'm I'm well, that's why I'm getting off the internet. But it doesn't change the fact that he gives this and, and like whether you're religious or not, like the the understanding and the the depth that he goes into and analyzing this this text is it's it's amazing i'm not going to deny right. that but is it fair for us to like 
say that yeah no no that's that's wrong and the second example mm. is actually uh when it comes to religious legitimacy so i mm. started reading um the bible <laughs> mm. um and and i've Basically, I've basically started watching um, a lot of videos like Frank Turek and a, a bunch of other speakers who basically discussing the differences between religious denominations and um, uh, a, a topic of conversation of conversation is actually whether or not like like they bring up the fact that the original Bible as it was written mm-hmm. was is has been lost because translation and copying and it's actually addressed in the Quran as, as Muslims know um, and in a in a podcast episode that I watched this video game voice actor Troy Baker said that there was a fair amount of discourse about whether or not Jesus was actually God back in the day mm-hmm. because he never outright said I am God um, that being You're said right. in my opinion the, over the past month Chapter six and twenty-three of the Book of Psalms in the Bible is one of the uh, uh, some of the be- most beautiful excerpts I've read, right? And and they really paint a, 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 a just a beautiful picture about faith in general. And it's it, like even like whether or not whether you're a Christian or not, it it certainly provides a a, a sense of like like it reflects what is essentially a, a man and his passion for. For religion and his love, genuine mm-hmm. love for God. I'll read it out a little bit. So Psalm 23, the 23rd chapter. Um, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's like really poetic and it, 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 it illustrates this. Just how much this guy really believes in, in his faith. But like, does the, the fact that we know that it might not be the original <laughs> like if we, if we know that it might not be the original text does it take away from the fact that this is beautiful undeniably yeah there's uh, there's so many ways you can look at people and a, a text you know and us the best part about older generations they're giving us a lot of like skill sets and tool sets to figure out what we want in life um so, when it comes to the man that you're talking about, right, was it Numan? Numan, yes, Numan. Right. Um, and his story, you can pretty much pick and choose anybody you want from the media in the Western world or the Eastern world, and it will pretty much fall suit. Um, yeah. For example, fashion designers, I don't want to call out his name, uh, a fashion designer uh, who has assaulted <laughs> a model. Yeah. Um, yeah. But his clothes are still being worn. His clothes are still being, you know, yeah. His mm. he's ethos or whatever it is completely left the chat. It's gone. It's dead now. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of people don't talk. Whatever it is, man. Hey, for for his case specifically, if what he's saying, if, uh, sorry, if what he's researching, what he's produced out into the world is something that's beneficial to to you 
and and something beneficial to us at least mm. and if you want to look at it from purely objective point of view of saying mm. okay this is just a piece of somebody has deciphered up for me and mm. it's true and people have looked over and it, and it is true and then that's your own moral reasoning your own moral compass that we were talking about earlier of trying to figure out uh do i want to go ahead and read this and if you do that's your that's your own take on life you know what i mean that that's that's that free will that choice that you get to make and it's going to enrich in your life or whatever it may be but i definitely say you know somebody's like credibility their their person to their work are so so close especially in the society people love to tie the things two together yeah. uh, and people love to take personal and professional and put it in the same limelight and to an extent i get it i do but at the same time what i do with my personal life and hoping whatever he was doing was not as bad as i'm imagining it to be um <laughs> should reflect on what i do in my professional life yeah yeah when it the religion is a little bit harder <laughs> when it comes to if he's preaching the word of God and he's turning around and doing not so, I'll, we'll say, the word of the devil's kind of things, then it's a little bit, you know, but within society itself, within Islamic society itself, we're very much like, a, oh no, like he messed up once, that's it, it's game yeah, over for yeah. you, you don't yeah. you know, it, we're so, as a society, we're so like, rigid is like things which um you didn't pray subo that's it yeah, <laughs> game yeah, over for exactly. you you're done and i'm yeah. just like i did not know i was back in saudi Mutawa police i did not know that you are here <laughs> to govern the way i handle my religion true, and at the true. same time i'm so many muslims out there so now i'm just signing up because i'm getting passionate no, but there's no, so no. many muslims out there that's going down the path of trying to figure out religion on their own terms and then there's uh, by getting closer to it, and then there are Muslims out there who need to walk away from it and then return back to it later, or yeah. walk away from it completely. And all three positions, I am just like, you know what? It's your life. Do whatever you gotta yeah. do. Figure it out. If, it, if it's Islam and God and religion is getting too heavy, then so be it. Yeah. Now, we're talking about the um, the Jesus thing, not the Jesus thing, but uh, you know Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. Um, lover uh she's she's part of favorite youth now and whenever we call sometimes we talk about religion as well because it's now a very important influential part of her oh, life yeah, yeah and a really interesting yeah a really interesting thing she said to me she was, i was like so how does this you know uh the holy trinity concept work but anyway she said oh god used to be here um sorry it was it was like god have, oh i hope i'm saying this right but it was some something along the lines of, of God was here, right? And then God has morphed itself into a form of Jesus when Jesus was walking the earth. And when Jesus left, what was left behind was the Holy Spirit. So that's why all three of them collectively became their uh, God. Father, Son, who, Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, Son, that's Ho actually a... Sorry, uh, I, I'm in, uh, I just want to interrupt you just a bit. Uh, I, I've, I've actually... It's actually a concept of a discourse because a lot of people are like, well, some people believe that he exists as either Jesus or Jehovah or the Holy Spirit at one time only. But some people mm -hmm. are like, other people are like, well, he's all at once. And then some are, some are like, well, Jesus is son of God. And then they both breathe the Holy Spirit. 
I was just sorry. I just oh, want to interrupt okay. you and, and say that that's a, that's no, the thing that no, I also I also encountered when I was looking at looking up stuff. No, I like that, but it the hard thing about I'm not saying that Islam or Judaism doesn't have it either. But the one thing about Christianity that's difficult for me to decipher is the fact that there are so many denominations that place under it. Just the breakup with, with Catholic and Protestant already by that king, whatever it is, by the Pope a few decades ago. He's like, oh, let's break up the world. Um, and that was a very yeah. loose, loose history for y'all. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I was running it based on what Chelsea's denomination or Chelsea's little section of it. I don't know what the Southern Baptist or the Evangelican or, you know, those other, uh, the other variations of, of Christianity follows. At the end of the day, it's like, you know, God is God. God is the Almighty. And whether he passes through the phases of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, or if he is God, he would know he was going to be the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit throughout his, throughout the time he was there. Right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe why Jesus needed to be down here in the first place. But then again, I don't have that level of ethos for me to talk about this. I will say, I will continuously put this out as a disclaimer. <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> now, I, I really like what you said, though. Like, the po the poetic, I, I love things that are poetic. The poetic way the, of of how, you know, that, that chapter was written, that, that sounded really, really nice. And, um... I don't know where I'm going with this, but I will say, by the way, when you said, oh, I'm reading the Bible, and you sort of chuckled a little bit, I just know that to an extent, if I ever said that to my parents, or some of us, you know, living a similar life, seeing it to our parents, like, oh, by the way, we're reading the Bible, they're going to be like, what are you on about? What are you doing? And they were like, <laughs> well, I was just like, read it. It's a book, you know? Like, yeah, of course, it's a holy scripture, yeah. but at the end of the day, if you want to read it for your own personal gain, you're not saying, yeah, I'm a Christian now. That's not how it yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you can read something without believing in it, right? It's like you can read... Um, how do I like, I can read the Communist Manifesto, and I don't have to turn around. I was, around to, I was like, just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. You can read the Communist Manifesto or Mein Kampf, but, and not follow either Karl Marx or Adolf Hitler. You, like, you, you, there's a difference between consuming something and... and applying it as your your own personal philosophy it doesn't mm -hmm. change the fact that um i mean and it's actually a sentiment that i've i've also been thinking of it's like well if as someone who is born into religion like mm -hmm. like like i've always seen of like okay you're either muslim or you're not right and mm. that is the way it is but then and and even like you know the way you know, christians and 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 I, I, I'm, I'm certain. Actually, you know, every single religion, it's like, oh, you either believe in this or not, or you don't. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, we believe that what the texts and the canon says happened, happened, whether or not people believe in what we believe in or not. Um, mm -hmm. But the thing is, you, you kind of have to like see from the other side. Like, to them, this book doesn't mean anything. Like, yeah, this book exists, but it kind of doesn't make a difference to them, right? And mm -hmm. if, if you think about it on, on, on our own, like, yeah, cause that's kind of like the way it, it works for us too. Like, it's a two-way street. Like, j I just because I read the Bible doesn't mean that I, I believe it. And I'm by no means, I'm not trying to say this to, like, defend myself or anything. But, like, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's unfortunately that 
seems to be a lack of understanding on on the part of of the I guess elders in within religious spaces that kind of mm-hmm. hinders them from understanding the fact that people can do what they want it doesn't mean that <laughs> they're going against you just because they they acknowledge the other the other end right pretty much yeah it's the thing is when it comes to now we're just talking about religion right? yeah I'm i mean o- o- honestly this 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 podcast is, is whatever so don't worry about <laughs> it. yeah shifted and it's more love conversations that run off like this it's <laughs> Up to I will say this, and I will. I don't know how I feel comfortable saying this or not, but I don't think to extend now what I have learned. I have, yeah, of course, I've learned the basic rules of Islam, whatever it may be, and I've I've learned Islam in you know an academic setting. Yeah. But yeah. at the same, I don't think I'm learning Islam in the way that God and Prophet Muhammad has designed for it to be. I don't, and I will return, not return. I will follow suit to it eventually in life, where I be able to sit down and be like, okay, how do I want to tackle? Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But right yeah. now it's like, okay, this is what this imam is saying on YouTube. This is what my my parents are saying in one way. This is what my family is saying. This is what society is saying. Mm-hmm. I don't think the religion that was handed down to me, and I'm not gonna blame like generations above me because how the generations that run before that and the people that run around and talking about scriptures and writings and that falls with Christianity. That mm-hmm. falls with Islam, no matter what it may be, right? They are the ones who get to choose to be selective, as we want uh, to say. What should the new generation people know? Mm, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now we have to ask ourselves, you know, which uh, caliphate, caliphate, caliph, 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 is that Leader. the English version? Caliph. Wait, Christian is what? Is that no? Is that the English version? Caliph. caliph, yeah. caliph? Like the Khalifa, yeah, caliph. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it's, you know, do we get a chance to choose? Because different areas of the world follows a different, you know, khalifa. Oh, oh no, no, no. Those, those, those are imams. Those are imams. imams. Yeah, Wait, yeah. like the, the Hanbali, Hanafi, Maliki, Shafi'i. That's, those are imams. Not my non-religious. I'm this podcast. Mother, I am so sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you still get the idea, though, so it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm just... I feel like, pers- by the way, personally, when it comes to Islam and I, I love the religion, I live by the religion, I follow a lot of the morals and principles and codes oh, that yeah. Yeah. abide by the religion the way I live, but at the same time, I do struggle with it a little bit. You know, there are just some long-standing questions where I'm just like, if that is so oh. wrong, oh, in yeah. the eyes of society, why is it not, yeah. you know, written off in the first place? Like, if it's yeah, so yeah. bad that want to read uh the bible right <laughs> then it should have been saying should have been said oh that was makhruf by the way you should not be reading the yeah, bible, yeah. And bible yeah. Islam. i'm like i don't know but which is cool cause, to, like, yeah yeah cause, uh, like when, when you mentioned about um you not blaming the the the, the past generations i fact i i actually i i kind of agree and at the same time believe completely opposite to you i i actually very very much outright like there's was, there was one point in my life when i actually thought yeah i'm leaving islam like I, i'm genuinely leaving islam right yeah. but mm-hmm. then i i thought about it and I, I remember telling my my parents that 
uh, and then and then I thought about it. I was like, and then I talked to them again. I was like, hey, I I don't I, like I I agree with what the Quran says uh, in terms of what m- m- it it morally you know, uh, and not not just the Quran but the Hadith. Like I I in terms of morality, like mm-hmm. yeah, there are some things that I don't agree with. There there's some there's some aspects of morality and ethics that I completely disagree with uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to when it comes to this religion. But I was like, there's a the fact that I had this delusion of what my 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 religion says says a lot mm-hmm. more about me and the me and the 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 way this religion is being taught around. Sorry, there's a baby in the background, but yeah, <laughs> but the way the religion is 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 taught and what the religion actually says. So mm. I'd say that I actually wholeheartedly agree with you in terms of like yeah, there's a there's a a, a huge disconnect. And I I do acknowledge and I do realize and I do acknowledge that and I agree with you that that's a huge difference between maybe what the religion is actually saying and what the people who are spreading it are saying. Um, yeah. But I, I, I would say. I would actually very much blame blame past generations for for doing for for <laughs> that for that problem. Like, like I would alright say yeah I, like like my my parents' generation like messed up or like. The generation before that messed up, or maybe culturally, like the the Malay culture, like really messed up when it come, came to these kind of thing things. I'd say. I I mean I'm right there with you. The way I the way I presented that maybe it was not the best. Oh, oh um, not the best way because I do I do to an extent agree. I do to an extent because at the end of the day I'm like, and this is a very very bad example because it's not true. By the way, it's, it's not fact. That you know, if my parents turn around me or like if some random mom turns out to be like, oh by the way, you have to pray five prayers a day. Right, just remember that in terms of Islam, mm. and I'm like, uh, okay, cool. Um, you know, is that true? Is that what the Quran says? Is that what the Hadith says? Yeah. Whatever it may be, yeah. um, we we know it to be true. But at the same time, it's like I can't. The only reason why I can't blame the generations before me is because that means I have to blame every single generations before them on the way that they shape them to be. And within every single generation, there are always people like, let's say, you and me, that or me to say the least, I don't know how you, how you stand, that will always tackle it in a way of just like, if this does not work for me, I'm going to sound off about it. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm going to walk away about it mm. in a different way than you will. Just because you're like, okay, you know what, it is what it is, and I will follow suit, and um, I will handle all like the struggles in my life, whatever it may be. If it doesn't abide by this religion, I will just put it off to the side and follow the I'm curious because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of adults that I've seen in Malaysia where they only start returning back to their religion in their 40s 50s right and I'm just like hey so the and then they go hard on our generation because like, because we don't want you to be like us I'm just like but we need to be like you we need to learn what the rights and wrongs are so we know why it's right or wrong oh, you know yeah, yeah. Because, like, th- if anything, the the fact that they actually return to their religion hardcore signifies that the way they learned is actually optimal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, there's you, you. I see the way you're you, you're tackling the religion, and I'm glad for you. I'm happy for you, but I need to do it on my own terms because at the end of the day, it's the one thing that as it ta- changes over the time of the course, the course of the time, right? And as generations changes as well, we. And I say this, our generation specifically, I feel like we're getting fed up with so many things. Oh, That's yeah. why we're with so yeah. many things. Right? And we're not scared to to sound off when we need to. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. It, it's, it's actually, um, I mean, 
mirroring that sentiment. I, I actually, it's actually one of the reasons why I I don't think I I I like like right now based on what the way I uh, the, how I understand how, how people work and my understanding of psychology. I don't think I want kids. Cuz like I know how <laughs> I, like after seeing how many how how you can absolutely mess someone's development up in multiple ways. I'm like no, nah, I I I don't think I'm No, no, no. Uh-huh. I don't think I'm responsible, but I I feel like it's such a, a heavy like I uh, and that being said, I I I very much respect any parent out there. I'm not I'm not short like I I'm, I'm not selling anyone short, right? But mm. t- to see the amount of impact you have on someone's development, both positively and negatively, I'm like, no, nah, I, I, it's no, I, 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 I can't. It's, it's. I, I feel like it's too much for, me, too much for me. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you the amount of people in my life versus like, I don't want to get married, I don't want kids, and right now, as where I'm sitting right now, I'm following both, and I don't have to break to my parents. Or maybe this is the way for me to break it to my parents. I'm not, I don't feel like I want to tackle that. Because one, economy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah. But then two, you're, it's, especially, especially within our side of the world, when it comes to tackling raising a child, we, we pop out into this world with a blank canvas, and the hardest, the hardest thing I will say for us to teach our kids is the concepts of morals and codes, and we try to teach that through rules and like, no, don't do that, no, yes, do that, but at the end of the day, it's like, the child needs to, you know, we have to do it in such a yes or no, and then a maybe for everything, so we don't mess the child up, you know, and I, I, I feel bad for saying this, but like, to an extent, I will say, you know, uh, well, there's a few development errors in my childhood that I have analyzed, right? A few things like I feel like I should, I should have done that. And I now that we're getting deep into this conversation, if my parents ever listen to this, I'm so sorry. But just the things, <laughs> things like if my dad left to go work in you know abroad, and I love him for it. He he did that for the sake of his family, but just not having that male presence figure in my life when I was, you know, three, four, or no, five, six, whatever, maybe. And to me, back then, I don't have any recollection memories of him. Very much, it was like my sisters and my mother. Things like that, it's like, over time, I can see how that's impacted me. I'm not going to say how that's impacted me, but it's like, you, you kind of, you know, when it comes to, like, raising a child, it's such a large responsibility. And as the generations is provided for our generations, we have such a high, high rate of, you know, depression, anxiety, mm. such a high rate of, uh, in, in a world where the elder generations is completely messing up the, our environment, our economy, like just even the pandemic alone, just imagine the taxes that I have to pay after this just because people oh, want, yeah. Yeah, yeah. people can't stay at home. Even like things like that, I'm like, I don't think any of us will be equipped enough to have a child. Yeah. Of course, we want to be generations running and there's some people who want to follow suit to that, but I feel like there's generations above us, they wanted to have a child because it was normalized for them to have a child. And then there's, mm. you know, you have a child so they can do labor, which a whole other development story that is <laughs> sure. a, 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 on its own. But, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's all. That's my true sense of that. I was, I was talking to um, a psychiatrist about... Um, the I mean since we're on the topic of parenting mm-hmm. talking about the I guess almost a sense of denial between 
uh, a parent. I mean, she herself, she's a parent, right? And we mm-hmm. were talking about, like, could... Why is it so hard for my parents to accept that I'm a lot more capable of what they... Like, accept the fact that... Like, sometimes I show them that I have pocket aces and they don't even know as I'm sh- showing them, like, how, how I'm, I'm doing this, right? Like, why is it so hard for my parents to accept the fact that I'm way more capable of things that they don't even understand the, the nature of? Then, mm-hmm. like, yeah, why is it so hard for, for them to accept it, even though I, I myself am demonstrating it in front of them? Mm-hmm. And uh, she was mentioning about the fact that, yeah, I mean, because y- 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 your parents, since they have that role of, yeah, the guardian and... They're technically the, the the main teachers in your life. Um, you kind of get a sense of almost entitlement, like th- they they feel like they are entitled to almost like right. limit it, right? So, yeah. o- of course, it's a lot more intimate because they're their their parents, and not I'm not saying that the entitlement is a bad thing, but it mm-hmm. certainly hinders it because it it's hard for for them to see that you are, can exceed them like as much as they want you to exceed them it's hard for for them to actually go through the motions and see you do it right and mm-hmm. she and 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 this psychiatrist she herself said yeah when when, when her kids grow up she she's going to have problems with seeing that too um yeah. but i mean yeah but but then the the question is like what gives um i don't know to kind of tie this back to to journalism <laughs> um <laughs> well, well I, I think you know that i'm a gamer <laughs> mm-hmm. i have a deep sense of but but recently uh, i've i've had a, a really deep sense of appreciation for video games as art forms um oh. i mean my favorite game is is hellblade senua's sacrifice it's a it's a really well done yeah. game about a surprise is not lead. yeah What'd you say? I'm surprised it's not uh, no, how no. much you click on well, <laughs> well, the thing about League is n- now now the company is like, they just want to do... They basically become like Disney. They're just doing right. stuff for money. They're not really doing it for art, I'd say. Right. Um, I mean, they, they still produce good content, but yeah, the, the motivation seems to be in, the, in the, wrong, the wrong areas. That being said, yeah, so like... When you have video games like Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, that are like usually works of art, like I, I, I genuinely say that it's uh, it that game is is an art piece because it, you know, it discusses, um, it, it's a whole audio visual sensory experience when you play that game. Um, mm. that and it actually tackles the concept of schizophrenia very well. I'd say, like, uh, like it, like, like I had no idea that. That, like, I, I, I genuinely like I played that game and I genuinely thought I was losing my mind, and then I and then I watched reviews and they were like, yeah, it, uh, like pe- some people who ha- have schizophrenia play and they're like, yeah, this is what I go through, and when they say that, I was like, I was like, damn, that's 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 insane, um, mm-hmm. but as you know, since these things are both works of art, these things are works of art, but they're done by whole companies instead of single individuals and and commercial right. products concomitantly. You know, journalism and reviews are done for these games, okay? So now, the thing is, I don't know if you know about this, but video game journalism is a pretty touchy subject within the community. 
Um, because it, it's riddled yeah. with with co- yeah, it's riddled with controversy, especially when it comes to big names, so like IGN and and stuff. Uh, a big complaint I hear is that uh, that I hear is video game journalists themselves form opinions even though they can't actually play the games themselves, and and by can't play the games I mean like in layman terms they suck <laughs> at the games. <laughs> so uh, I was also thinking uh, I mean tying back to the whole you know parents not not being um, able to see or being hesitant to see you outdo them. Is mm-hmm. is critique in general rendered useless if it comes from someone who doesn't practice what they're critiquing or can't do it to a level that you do? Yeah, <laughs> or, like obviously the, the most the most common everyone knows this example. Like the 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 biggest example that I can give is Simon Cowell in American Idol, right? Like he can't sing, but he gives <laughs> like really harsh critiques, right? So like, does it negate? Do you think it negates his his critique nonetheless? First of all, it's like <laughs> you kind of have Simon Cowell has built his ethos. See, there I go again with the first of all. What is wrong with me? Um, <laughs> Simon Cowell has built his quote-unquote taste palette enough for him to have that sense of credibility. So people who who does crap on him now, um, I'm like, oh, but he's been doing this for quite some time. Mm. You know, he knows what this industry is about, and he knows what he's talking about when he does talk about mm. it. Um, mm. And is there any time where you've seen him press the X button and you're like, oh, I kind of disagree with him? Maybe once or twice. Yeah, yeah. But, but and then that I mean that falls through with like food connoisseurs. It's like, okay, is it really that good? Like, should I really go and try it? Yeah, but yeah. As, when you're talking about when you're talking about parenting, um, funny when I was younger, when I was not younger, I say that like I'm 25. Um, <laughs> but when I was like 17, I was sitting next to my dad, and I was I just held his um cigarette box and I don't remember what I asked him I think I was just like I was like I wonder what this is like uh and then he took it away from my hand he, he yelled at me he was like don't do that don't touch that and I was like why you smoke um and he was like because I raised you better and, uh, <laughs> and that was such a defining oh. for me and I was like oh. okay yeah you did raise me better you know um and when I hear stories about like how my father was like when I was younger when he was younger I was like oh my gosh my dad was uh, was a little bit of a rebel he was a little bit of um, yeah, my grandma was kind of tired of uh, tired of him, but to, I will say it's like our parents live a life, and then they want to turn around, want to make sure that the life that they live and the the struggles and the ups and downs that they go through was not presented mm. to the child because, but at the same yeah. time, when they restrict it so much, right, then the development of a child goes off too, and I am yeah. and I am a very key case example for that, mm. but it's. For the longest time, when you're a baby and the adult knows best, the adult knows, you know, it's always been the parent and then the child. Yeah. It's uh, on on a on a pyramid basis, let's say at least, you know, parent, child, pet. <laughs> but and then, but when as a as the child grows up, it run it reaches that you know that eighteen or so phase when it starts hitting adulthood. That's when things starts uh, solidify in their heads, mm. and then that's how you try to figure out where where you stand, where a child stands with their parents. And knowing that the parents did a really, 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 really good job of raising a child to a point where it makes them better than who they are, of course, it's great. 
But at the same time, it's like, now you're going to have a problem in your hands of how you are going to tackle your parents. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because that's when argumentation comes in. That's when it's mm-hmm. like, this is my life. And it's like, yeah, but I raised you. And I'm just like, I know. <laughs> you've done a good job with it. But if now I have to live it. Yeah, because the individual, you still have to account for the fact that your child is an individual. Um, mm-hmm. But by no, like, means, we have by no own... means am I saying that, that you're doing a bad job if you if you don't acknowledge that mm-hmm. but it yeah it, it's it's a barrier that is kind of like there's no real right answer to it as, as much mm-hmm. as I, I feel like we would love for there to be a, a straight cut answer to that uh, mm-hmm. i mean i will say sorry no problem i, I will say like when you're talking about the the gaming thing, by the way, I really need to start getting into gaming. But I don't know; it just does never seem to suit me. I'm a very competitive person, but I've played the PS4. Look at me, stuck in 2020, <laughs> what, 17, 2018? I'm kidding. 20, 2016, I think it's when it came out. Oh, you don't have to call me out like that. You don't have to call me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I I, I played. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like I didn't. I didn't. I, I was like, oh my gosh, it's just a game. Just download one off your phone. But I never realized it was, you know, there was like voice actors, artists, digital. There's so much that goes into it. Yeah. And just from that game alone, by the way, it was Call of Duty. Call me basic, but uh-huh. I was like, <laughs> yeah. This is. I was like, this is insane. Now, now I get why, like you know, the people are like they love it. This is mm. two guys. Yeah, walk into like a tape museum, uh, a modern art tape museum. They're like, what is this? You know, splatter on a wall. It doesn't make any sense to them. But when they they look, you know, when they play a game, and there's so much that goes into a game. Um, I'm like, yeah, this is their form of art, and that's interesting. The 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 game that you brought up. Um, about schizophrenia that's mm. very fine balance to walk in mm. um i actually do have a friend who plays video uh who has who wants to be a video journalist and i did not know that such a niche environment niche environment mm. of journalism niche area of it could have problems yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i didn't i didn't realize it until like recently as well i was like wait people have a problem with video game journalists and i i went, went down the went down the rabbit hole i was like oh shoot yeah there's a bit of what if he yikes? <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, video... Jer- oh, I don't want to I don't wanna shit on him. Oops, sorry, I swore. Um, no and I'm not trying to, but I will say, like, let's say... He, the, the great thing, he buys his games, he plays his games, and he takes time learning about the games. And I will say, he's really good at gaming. Like, we have game nights sometimes, and he, he, does, he does great things. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, but how do you turn that into having a fair and partial? Because at the end of the day... Now it's a game review, you know, yeah. and will that account for them? Yeah. Or is that just something more of a as, uh, energy? Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a good point. I, I'd say that's a fair point, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and I, I, guess my, I guess my closing statement is actually bouncing off of what you, you said about parenting in, uh, earlier. It's about mm-hmm. the fact that, um, I mean, funnily enough, often at times when when you're so stringent with with controlling people, like, I mean, it's one of the reasons why people still like this. That's a reason why if you have laws against drugs, pe- people still do drugs, or like we, why why people why you if you like you you say that the drinking age is twenty one, people drink when they're eighteen, like. Often at times when you yeah when when you're so stringent about your rules, it kind of works against you. 
like like like, mm-hmm. like I have friends who like I have like raised so religiously and then behind the parents back it's like they're, they're like I, I won't say what they do but they definitely don't have that uh those, those religious philosophies with them and by no means mm-hmm. am I saying that's right or wrong if any, if anything I'm like yeah do what you want to do right but in terms of what the the, the way it may affect the parents and what the parents intentions were it's like you're not really doing yourself a favor by being so stringent mm-hmm. with with what you say can or cannot be done um and then on Wait, top of the, yeah go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. yeah and then, and then on top of that that whole critique thing sorry there's a baby at the background i'm trying to trying to think i remember what, what was going, i was just about to say uh in terms of the whole critique thing yeah i, I remember this one time i because I write poetry. I mean, you, you mean you know, but like now my now my 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 parents like really respect the craft that I do. Like like they really admire the 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 work that I that I put out. But there was there was a time when <laughs> when they were actually against it. <laughs> Funnily enough, really? um, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, sorry, I'm, I don't know why I'm surprised, but okay. Yeah, there, there was there was a time when they were actually against it because they thought like. It's, it doesn't benefit like there's no benefits like what are you doing you're wasting time um mm-hmm. <laughs> but then now they see what I'm what, 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 I, what I'm capable of crafting and they're like wow you're really good um, and obviously n- now they're like yeah we me- we messed up back then you know it's, it's all good I'm, I'm I don't, no 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 f- bad grudges but it reminded me there was one time I wanted to write a poem about my about um my my cousin's kids um you're mm-hmm. supposed to be about uh, basically talking about the about children being a gift I was just experimenting uh, seeing if people like how I was trying to see whether or not people will be comfortable of me writing about their kids essentially mm-hmm. um, and I remember when I when I was writing it my mom was like show me the poem first before you publish it because I don't want to offend anyone and she mm-hmm. was against the the thing about the poem is that in the first or second stanza, I used the word naive, uh, and and mm-hmm. my and my mom was like, "No, you're not using that word." And then I was like, "Well, the whole reason why I use the word naive is because it has a negative connotation." So when I put when I kind of say that they're you know they're, they're blessed yeah. in the in the next few over the the, the rest of the, the stanzas, it actually contrasts, right? But my mom didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> but that that being said, that being said, it I I feel like yeah, it it still doesn't take away from the fact that yeah, her her critique then like sh- she might not have understood what 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 I was trying to do with it, but it it still it's a valid point. Like back then, I was still salty. I was like, like I I, I just want you know I want creative freedom. <laughs> but that being said, like looking back on it, I'm like yeah I yeah she 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 did have a point i mean mother knows best all the time right? you know but yeah, yeah that being said yeah that, that's all i have to say i i yeah yeah mother knows best and that's a tangled line that we all love and adore <laughs> but you're talking about the whole sorry talking about the whole parenting thing but i guess my last two cents in it is to say like you can't put a child in a box i expect it to grow and then when it comes out of the box uh this sounds like a really bad metaphorical uh, comparison, by the way. But you, when it comes out of the box, you can't start and be like, okay, but what's wrong with you here, there, and there? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, like, if you get the chance to go out, and 
if you get to get the chance to go out and live certain things, certain like experiences that you have to live to learn how to grow, then your child needs the same thing too. Of course, you need to get protection. Of course, you need you know a child needs a a level of making sure that they are safe around the world. But yeah. the longer sometimes you have to be exposed to the harder or harsher truths of life. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, to kind of know, and it's really, really sad that we have to do that, you know? Like, it's really sad that some of us have to experience poverty, some of us has um, mm, experienced mm. social health, some of us experience yeah. things, things that are really, really harsh. Um, and, of course, some of us grow from that, and some of us reach our demise to that. Yeah. But at the same time, is if, if our parents don't allow us to go out and do certain things, or, like, go out and grab a cup of coffee, just things like that, you know? Yeah then we become so oblivious to the world to the yeah. point where if things happen to us, it's, I feel like it will have such a larger, larger impact than, than it could have been if they just taught us about it. If this, and I'm not saying you, you have to throw us and put us into the experience and let it live firsthand, mm. but knowing it, it's a real thing, it's just like, oh, by the way, like I want you kids to know that this is this is what's out there in the world and it can be really, really scary. Um, but you always have a place to come back to to feel safe. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's kind of that's kind of like where I want. Yeah, the the, the point. If that's I, the point of being a parent, right? Like, yeah, you let the, yeah. the, the bird fly out of the coop, but uh, of the, yeah. you get like let the, the bird fly out of the nest, but you can always come back to it if it needs warmth, right? It's a very generic statement, but I'm sure there's people who listen to the podcast be like, okay, but I don't agree. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, you do you, and I'll. I mean, yeah. If yeah. I have a great. <laughs> I agree. But y'all. Um, yeah, and I'm talking yeah. a little, little bit. Um, if you guys ever get a chance to read Shafiq's poetry, do it. Uh, even back in creative writing, I was like, I don't know what you're writing about, but it sounds good. <laughs> Yo, I, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually compiling my work now. I'm going to publish it like this year. I'm not even joking. Why? I'm actually... No, I'm actually... <laughs> oh, no, I'm excited. Tell me about it. I'll buy it. Right, um... <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a signed but... copy. Oh, as long as, as, long as you. you promise me not to sell it on Amazon, Amazon or eBay. Amazon, <laughs> as eBay, if, as, if, as if I'm that significant. <laughs> no, we will grow your significance. I'm a journalist. I'll write about you. Hell um, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> well yeah, I, I guess so, to sum up your point, um, you, you can't put a child in in a box and expect them to come out well rounded. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh yeah. Oh no, that's that's a good. Yeah, I like that, and it ties uh, in right with your mother coaching. Got him. Right. Well, that was great. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. I love to have you back sometime. Talk about yeah, this stuff. Yeah, that's great. All right. <laughs> that's been that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Traffic Alvi, joined by Hussein Malik on podcast on integrity. See you next month. <laughs>